Hi everyone and welcome to the Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, ED&I, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hi everybody and welcome to a another brand new episode of season two, episode three of Say As It Is with Pete. Um, and welcome back for this episode. So first of all, a very big thank you to the amazing Bella who stepped in for me last week why I was recovering from my sore throat and I had some comments from most of you saying how much fun you enjoyed her um, and how quick she was with her podcast but um, thank you Bella and Bella will make a few reappearances uh, in this series and also in the Hidden Strengths Unleashed new podcast show that is coming in September. Now, uh, today, as we continue to look at apprenticeship engagement um, for this month, we are uh, got one more episode to go, uh, which is next week before we then move on to the next topic. But let's continue that theme uh, as obviously it's a new start and a new year for apprenticeship funding for employers and providers and such like so. Today, we are diving um, deep into the topic that is like a power up potion for any organization. So we're looking at engaging and motivating apprentices in the workplace. So trust me, it's not just about finding the best coffee or the best sushi to drink and eat. We are talking about nurturing the future experts, um, the workplace wizards, um, the well, you get the idea, the next generation, um, the future. So grab your headphones and your thinking caps because we're about to take a roller coaster ride uh, through the world of apprenticeships. So let's kick uh, things off by figuring out what's cooking in the apprenticeship pot. Well, picture this. Apprenticeships are like the VIP pass to skill development. So according to the UK government that we all love in 2022, over 500,000 500, people were participating in apprenticeship programs. Now, that's a staggering number. It's not just about learning. It's about getting paid while you learn. Win win, right? Earn while you learn. Absolutely love it. And that's how it should be. And I will say this. Do not pay the apprentice wage. I say this every time. Employers, please pay the national minimum wage. Because if you look at the apprentice wage, though it is attractive, the cost of living in the world today, you cannot live on that wage. Um, so go back and listen to an episode that I created in season one, which was about the uh apprenticeship wage fair or not um, episode so now it's not all rainbows and unicorns damn so engaging uh, apprentices can sometimes feel like you're herding cats at a dog show so generation gaps check i've done this via some linkedin um 
by some LinkedIn posts and some podcasts on Generation Alpha. So we have Generation Z, um, but now we have Generation Alpha. And go back and read those articles from my LinkedIn page. Um, and I think I've got a couple of podcasts on it, but go back and listen because Generation Alpha is completely different and you've got to get yourself up to date with the different generations on what they're into and how you can attract them. So generational gaps, check. Uh, different expectations, check. Um, but have, or should I say, hang on a moment. Um, every challenge is just a speed bump on the highway to success. A wise bloke once said, uh, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So time to don on our strategy caps. Now, clear communication is the compass that guides the ship, right? Or in this case, the apprentice. Now, remember, the more transparent, the better. Oh, and let's not forget mentorships. So in the UK, four out of five apprentices said they felt more motivated with a mentor. That's like having a Jedi master for your career journey or a Yoda if you're into Star Wars. So goal setting is next on the recipe of success as the great philosopher um, Dory said, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And she is a philosopher. Um, so small wins, big victories, they all count. And don't be shy with that praise. Um, recognize the good stuff and sprinkle feedback like confetti. So here's a fun fact. Did you know that adding variety to an apprenticeship takes an increased motivation by 50%? So toss in some variety, please. It's like seasoning for the work, work, work day stew. Now, I say that because with the organization I work for, I bulk up the apprenticeships. Now, I'm going to say this to employers. I know providers listen to this, so please bear with me, guys. But the apprenticeship programs need the employer's input. You are the front runner. You're the ones that have the say in the delivery, not just the provider. If a provider's coming to you and saying, this is how we deliver it, like it or lump it, kick them out the door. Sorry, guys, come from a provider background. It's employer-led. And that's the biggest thing about apprenticeships. It's employer-led. So take pride in your apprenticeship delivery. Take pride in your apprenticeship programs. Have add-ons. Include things like health and safety at work qualifications. Include things like first aid. Include things like mental health awareness first aid courses and other bits and pieces. Because the apprenticeships I run within my organisation, I really bespoke them and make them so engaging and so like full-packed that people are gaining things from it as well as the standard qualification, there are add-ins that they can achieve. So really make it bespoke and attractive. Make people take a second take and go, hang on a minute, what are they offering? I want that apprenticeship. So now workplace culture, the spice to professional life, just like a good curry, it's all about balance. Now, diversity and inclusivity are the main ingredients here. So according to studies, companies with diverse teams are 35% more likely to outperform their peers. So that's diversity. 
not just salt and pepper. Really have a diverse team and attract the um, underprivileged uh, groups. And you can speak to providers about how you can do that. Um, but again, another way to um, attract apprentices is via social media, via job fairs, via industry shindigs. Um, and also learning about how the different generations interact and talk with each other, especially Generation Alpha. It's all social media, TikTok, Instagram, those kind of things. So don't be afraid to use them as it will really, really help uh, engage with your next set of hidden talent. Um, so, yes, link into those platforms. So it's time to switch gears and take a peek. Uh, into the winner circle. So let's um, look at Joe's Sprocket Co. Um, now they transform their apprenticeship program from uh, to Eureka uh, by fostering a culture of creativity. And let's not forget about um, Becky at Bolt IT. Uh, she started an apprenticeship and now she's an IT ninja for the office. Talk about inspiring success stories. Now, I want you to go back and listen to an episode I did right at the beginning of my podcast series in season one, which is about strength scope in apprenticeships. Now, I'm a master at strength scope practitioner. And what that means is I deliver strength scopes, um, which are a recognized British Psychological um, Society accredited assessment tool. It's based on the 24 work strengths um, that look at that are blocked into clusters. So relational execution, thinking and emotional. Now, I have embedded as a master strength scope pr practitioner, I've embedded that within my organization's apprenticeships and it has worked wonders um, because you're unlocking your apprentice's hidden strengths and also um, you're unlocking your team's hidden strengths. And by unlocking their hidden strengths and finding out what their actual strengths are, which are their significant sevens, their bubbling unders, so that's the strengths they've got the potential to be great at, and then also what their drainers are, um, really helps an apprentice um, you know, so it's a bit like a SWOT analysis, but a thousand times better. And also you can create a teams one and see how all of you work together using your strengths in a team. So if you want to find out more, uh, email me at pete at creativemind.zone uh, and I'm happy to take you on your strengths journey or show you how I can help you embed a strengths uh, or a strengths awesomeness culture within your apprenticeship program and that will also help bulk on and boost your apprenticeship programs and make them really attractive now enough of my selling my sideline um it's time for our favorite corner and that's listeners corner so you asked I answered. So again, thank you to people that are sending in uh, questions to me and please you can send them on LinkedIn um, to me um, or via the pete.creativemind.zone um, email address or you can reach out to me if you have my contact number um, because I would love more questions. So first up, um, we have a question from Max who asks, how can I keep apprentices motivated um during um or sorry or after the pandemic 
when uh, remote working um, is or has become the norm. So great question, Max. So remote uh, mentorship and virtual recognition can do wonders. So um, keep that communication flowing like a virtual waterfall. Now, I know some people have started to return back to work. Some people are still working remotely. Um, but I would say if you can get people back into the office and get them back into the office, if you do virtual things, even if you've got multi-sites with apprentices across multi-sites, do virtual sessions with them, catch up with them, you know, get your apprenticeship leads to call them, speak to them, do teams, do virtual sessions with them, really keep them engaged and motivated because we've seen how, um, you know, remote education has worked for secondary schools, colleges, universities, etc and how that's had an impact on young people but let's really step up the game in apprenticeships because apprenticeships is a lot of face-to-face delivery and the biggest thing when the pandemic came along is everything removed to remote learning and a lot of providers had to change the game and the landscape so now is your time to shine and really engage in virtual communication and keep that going so yeah even post-pandemic people are still working remotely so yes um what i would say max is just keep that communication going so our next question comes from sarah what's the secret sauce uh, to turning a grumpy apprentice into a motivated superstar well sarah remember it's not about changing the apprentice it's about tapping into what motivates them so maybe it's um, challenges flexibility or even some friendly uh, competition but i'm going to go back on that one as well and say strength scope do their strength scope with them because you will find out what their significant sevens are and i say this because their significant sevens are the things that energize them that get them up in the morning that really drive them and make them happy and make them motivated then you have your bubbling unders these are the strengths you have the potential to be great at but also some strengths that you that still motivate people to get up and come to work and then we know what their drainers are so if we could avoid their drainers in the workplace even better but once an apprentice identifies their strengths and how to use their strengths of going from the pathway of limitation to the pathway of possibility and putting their wind in their sails and getting to a zone of peak performance, you will see the difference. So again, look, I know I'm going to reach back out to Sarah on this one and uh, get you uh, have that conversation about strength scope. But anybody else to get your apprentices or even your staff motivated, strength scope is key. Reach out to me. So... Uh, My final question today is from Alex and Alex says, how can we foster um, a sense of belonging for apprentices in a big um, bustling workplace? Excellent query and question, Alex. So social events, team building activities and cross department collaboration can make the workplace feel more like a family reunion than a corporate setup. So if you've got a qualification, um, what might be good when you're delivering an apprenticeship is get that person to spend a few days or a week every so often within a different department, seeing how it works, how it functions, and get them to visit other sites that you may have, um, you know, 
send out an email to introduce the apprentice to everybody to say hello this is our apprentice so and so uh, come and say hi to them um you know th there's lots of things that you can do to really really support that um and really make them feel like a family but also if you've got a lot of apprentices in your organization or just a couple what might be good as well is to uh, get them all together on a whatsapp group on a facebook group um you know get them all talking and communicating every kind of six weeks or so or every fifth friday get them all together for a little activity whether it be a bit of a team building exercise or something but also you could get them in every three months or so to sit them down and talk about how they're finding their apprenticeship. Is anybody sharing any ideas, best practices, have study days, all those kind of things. So there's a lot of things that you can do and be creative around to make them feel motivated and make them feel that they are part of the team. But also it comes from the top. Get the CEO, the owners, HR directors, everybody seeing, saying hello to the apprentice, saying if you need me, open door policy, checking in on them. It's all going to help. Okay. So as we wrap up things, remember that apprentices are the seeds of the future and nurturing them with the right strategies and a sprinkle of workplace magic can yield the sweets or the sweetness um, or sweetest fruits. I can't read my writing nowadays. I'm getting bad. Let me say that again. So with the right strategies, and a sprinkle of workplace magic, you can yield the sweetest fruits. There we are. So keep innovating, keep engaging, um, and keep making those workplace wizards shine. A little bit of Harry Potter theme in this one. So yeah, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Anyway, just want to say um, thanks uh, for joining me on this roller coaster ride again through the apprenticeship world as we look at apprenticeship engagement. And don't forget to subscribe, share your um, share this podcast with anybody that you feel that is worth uh, listening to, um, and leave us some love and reviews in the review section of the podcast series. So until next time, uh, keep it real, keep it engaging, and remember. Say As It Is With Pete is your podcast to workplace wisdom. But wait, I'm not finished. I love doing this. I want to add a little bit more on. So before I sign off, it's time for um, a fun twist in this episode. And it's an apprenticeship quiz show time. Or an apprenticeship quiz or question. Um, so... I am going to uh, flex your apprenticeship knowledge muscles. And this is great for those apprenticeship providers that are out there that are listening. I know you do. Um, so I'll ask you a question and you can ponder, shout out the answer. But please make sure no one looks at you strangely when you're shouting out the answer um, or just have a chuckle. So here we go. The question is, in what year? Did the UK's first apprenticeship program come into existence? So in what year did the UK's first apprenticeship program come into existence? Was it A, 1066, B, 1820 or C, 1969? Those answers again, A, 1066, B, 1820 or C, 
1969. So go on. Take a wild guess. And I'm going to count down from 10 while you think. So I'm going to read the question again. And then I'll count down from 10 to 0. And either shout out the answer, say the answer in your head, um, or write it down, and then we'll check. So the question again, in what year did the UK's first apprenticeship programme come into existence? A, 1066. B, 1820 or C, 1969. So in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Drum roll, please. The answer or the correct answer should be, and if you've got it right, is B, 1820. That's right. The UK's first apprenticeship programme came into existence in the year 1820. Can you believe it? It's like a blast from the past that paved the way of the apprenticeship landscape we know today. Wow. So, all right, my apprenticeship aficionados, it's time to finally wrap up this episode. No more hidden surprises. So we've journeyed through the challenges, strategies, success stories, and even a little quiz. So remember, um, engaging and motivating apprentices is a bit like nurturing um, a bonsai tree. So with the right care, it grows into something magnificent and magical. So until next time, stay curious stay engaged and keep those apprentices inspired so remember you can always go back and listen to this episode bonus episodes and past episodes in season one and two via apple Podcasts, spotify rss.com um, amazon music and wherever you get your podcasts from and remember to subscribe so you don't miss any and keep listening stay strong and remember this week smile laugh louder And remember, you are amazing each and every day. And until next Monday, have a great week, everybody.